Welcome to Authentic Conversation with Kim. It's a beautiful day today. The weather was nice. It was um it wasn't humid. Nice breeze. Flag was blowing, chimes was chiming. Beautiful. Getting some rest. And of course, always thinking, thinking, thinking. And life is happening. It's happening for me. It's happening for you. It's happening. And for me, I just thought about how deep it is. I think some people want to say, oh, it's not that serious. It's it's just be real cavalier about it. And maybe I am an overthinker. Maybe I do think too much about it. Um, and a big part of it is because I've had some real serious things to have to address and deal with. And that I take it very seriously. I take my life seriously. I take people's lives seriously. And um, it's important to me. And not that it's not important to most people, or I can't say all people, but not that it's not important to most people. But I think that the things that we deal with is very deep. I think about the decisions we make. I think about um, why we are where we are. And then you do have a lot of reasoning and justification that people say, you know, people are where they are based on their decisions or you know, um, chance and luck happens to us all or opportunity only knocks once and you have all these different cliches and it can get really convoluted because which one applies to your situation and your circumstances at the time. I think that you can make all the right decisions and then find yourself in a bad situation or you can make all bad decisions and find yourself in a good situation, you know, the Bible says that, you know, God said that he will have compassion on whom he will have compassion on and mercy on whom he will have mercy on. Who do, who do we choose who that is, you know? Or it says, don't envy the wicked. Um, or, you know, don't look to what is happening in somebody's life. Or don't trust in men and don't trust in chariots. It's just so much stuff to try to put the pieces together to have a a good life, a fairly good life, a life that is please, pleasing to the one that's living it. And again, we know that struggle is a part of it. Learning is a part of it. Mistakes are a part of it. I had started um, a podcast earlier today in which I had to delete um, because for some reason, this is not allowing me to do editing, which is fine because, again, it's authentic and it's just, it's raw. It's just out there. It is what it is. Um, and I was thinking about guilt and people feeling guilty or being held guilty. And, you know, those who are guiltless, if there's a, such a thing, because I think that at one point in time in our lives, we've all done something that have, you know, brought remorse or have brought penalty or judgment upon us and my question to myself and even to those that are listening is how does one move beyond the guilt 
how does one pay the penalty or do the crime and pay the wait pay wait do the crime pay the time pay the time do the crime <laughs> you know what I mean how does one do that and then move on with their lives free of guilt and how is it that some people don't even feel guilt when they have been an offender you know and again it it thought I thought about um I was watching like 60 minutes 60 minutes of Dateline uh one and this this story this was years ago but the story was about this man who was a preacher in like Utah true story like Utah one of those Midwest places and he had two wives so I'm sure it was there because um polygamy is permitted anyway he has two wives and one of the wives he ends up killing but we don't know that he killed her at first so I don't mean to give it away but anyway her family have been looking for her whatever 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 and they couldn't find her the police like they just decided forget about it whatever um and the guy kind of like was free to go and the second wife had came back because she had took all the children on the trip came back whatever long story short somebody found a forensic guy found her body in like a neighboring town or city or something like that and then it was able to identify that this was the girl and so they end up bringing him up on charges now people who knew him has said based on now like hindsight 2020 kind of thing that he had been reading these books trying to figure out how to commit the perfect murder kind of thing and when the first the the wife had came home she had saw blood but he had explained to her that it was something so she helped him clean it up so she was an accessory in my mind and then so they put him on trial and he said that it was self-defense now, the thing about this is that he had actually cut her um, fingertips off or something like that. So, she couldn't be identified. So, I don't even know where we do that in self-defense. And again, um, but it took the people like a few minutes to deliberate and found him guilty. And now he's in jail and the reporter asked him, because he's a minister... The reporter asked him when he dies and go to heaven and he sees the girl, what he going to say? And he said he going to say sorry. And this is a few years ago. So in my mind, I'm like, how is it? And this is a big problem for me. And I wrestle with it because there's mercy and there's grace. And even two thieves on the cross, one was definitely um, exonerated and forgiven right before entering into eternity. But I... I wrestle with the fact that people can be or a person can be so malicious in their behavior and say they're representing a holy God and then get excused for doing something so heinous. I I can't justify that in my mind. And at the end of the day, again, since judgment ultimately is reserved for God, I don't have a heaven or a hell to put anybody in. And then you like you don't know what drives people outside of the heart condition to do the things that they do that are either malicious or 
um, hurtful. And even if you hear a couple of my my um, my podcasts, I gravitate towards it because I see so much of it, and I've personally have experienced it. And then you still call. I mean, thank God, ain't nobody killed me. <laughs> Not that they haven't tried, but um, that you see how malicious people can be. I mean, I was sitting here minding my own business and out of the blue, I get a text that is so irrelevant to my life now because I moved on. And I realized that people have nothing else to do but to attempt to cause anger and confusion and all this other stuff. And they say that misery loves misery's company. And I'm not miserable. And I don't have time for you know, the foolishness. And so I hope that we aren't those people who continue to, one, make people pay for things that they've already done did the time for. Whether it's a month, a week, or whatever, or years. And then two, I hope that we're not holding any personal guilt for something that we've done to somebody. And I know we don't get the, like, how long does somebody pay for something? And then what is that, the the equal punishment or the equal reaction and response to some of this stuff? And maybe, you know, it is beneficial for us to forgive and let it go. And I guess it's a process depending on, you know, the hurt or the situation. And nobody gets to tell you how long you grieve or how long you be mad or how long you hate. But I guess at the end of the day, for me, the longer you refuse to forgive, the longer you refuse to let it go, the longer you harbor it, the harder it is. And I get where people are like, let it go because they know they've experienced it already where it's not healthy. It's not beneficial. It doesn't do you, the person who has been assaulted, any good. And then again, you know, we say, you know, in time, and we don't get to say how long it's going to take for somebody to um, get caught or to be vindicated. We don't get to say that. And that's what somewhat I wrestle with because, again, you ask how long? How long will you be the accuser? How long will you be um, the person that's being bothered or being attacked? Or how long? Like, it got to be some time where, <laughs> like, oh, it's over. And we get to move on completely and wholeheartedly healed with our lives. I, I, I just, that's just me that's my hope that's my goal so I you know my response to the antagonist was like I done moved on like bye you know in in a nice way in a decent way because again any response from them uh, from you makes them feel like oh you still involved or they're still relevant and it's like you're no longer relevant although you exist I don't wish anything ill you know good riddance, God bless you, take care, whatever it is. And those are the things that people are actually dealing with of moving on with their lives. And the fact of the matter is, I don't understand how you be 
Like, how you return to the scene of the crime? Like, <laughs> why? You, you're not even supposed to do that. Like, you just not. And I think it's a high level of arrogance where you, and I'm talking about people who claim to be believers, just like with the story, like you're claiming to be a believer. And so this is why people don't want to be bothered with with churches or with Christianity or with religion because of the high level of hypocrisy and we feel like we could do whatever and treat people any kind of way and then talk about, oh, God loves you. Or, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, we've all fallen short. But again, where is the growth and the maturity? You know, I think it is in First Corinthians chapter 13, which is a beautiful chapter Everybody knows this chapter because it's the chapter of love. But one of the things that is so potent about that chapter is that when I was a child, I spake as a child. But when I came, became a man, which is human, adult, a, a grown, a, a grown in humanity, grown, that I put away childish things. And so, what we can't do and what we can't say is that there should be no growth after twenty years of being anywhere, whether it's in the church, whether it's in a community, whether it's in in a family, wherever you are, it has to be some growth. And so when you look and you see that there are people who refuse to grow up and you're responsible, I've, I've had to be the bigger person. And as obnoxious as it can be at times, because sometimes you want to be, you want to be petty. You want to, you want to go in, you just want to go in and you want to point your finger and you want to be like, you know what? Like, dude, like for real, you want to be that person. And it's like, no, because we put away childish things. We don't, we don't be, we, we don't become petty. You know, it, it's not beneficial to us as individuals at all. It's, it has no bearing on us as far as growth and uh, maturity if indeed we stoop to those levels. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it just, it can't be. And I know it gets tiresome for those who have to be the bigger person. But I'm encouraged that being a bigger person... um is the best for you, for your healing, for your life, for your soul, for um, just moving on with your life. And again, it's so great when you recognize that you have moved on, when you have um, kept clean hands and not in an arrogant way, in a way where as it's just the right thing to do. And it's it's humane to do. It's okay to be the bigger person. It's okay. As I know it hurts. I know it's bothersome when you got to deal with petty people and foolish people and people who, you know, have guilt and they are unable to to raise their hand and admit their guilt in order to get a resolve, in order to pay the penalty in order to deal with the consequence. I get it. And that but that's a lack of mature that's a lack of maturity. And so a lot of times we're dealing with immature people even though they're fully 
grown as far as physical, as far as age, that they can do grown things, if you will. But then when it comes to the matter of business, they can't handle it because they're immature. When it comes to the matter of addressing problems and figuring out solutions, they're unable to do it because mentally they're immature and emotionally they're immature and people have allowed them to stay in that state. So therefore they're unable to act as an adult. They're just unable to do it. And through time you realize that. So it's like you're dealing with children that are grown people which is the most one of the most frustrating things but you learn as an adult how you deal with children. So I say that as raw as these things may be, again, I want to keep it going. I believe that, you know, these podcasts will again help me, um hopefully they'll help you in dealing with your own personal life situations and stuff and again for you to you know, think a little bit more about how you're showing up to those that are around you, not um, because you have to, but because you could and because you should. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to be the bigger person. You don't. You know, you really don't. And it's because I want to. It's because I should be. I was taught that, you know, And I'm okay with what I was taught. And I think that some people, they just wasn't taught. And they refused to take a class. (laughs) They refused. They refused to take a class on being better and improving themselves and improving the people around them. And the thing about it is what is the most frightening of it all is that you have children in the world that you know you want to brag about in the fact that you're able to reproduce but as far as the responsibility of teaching them and caring for the people who had them and loving and um nurturing you you're unable to do that and so i'm not impressed by a lot of stuff that people um, portray as manhood and womanhood because it's not, it's really not. And you're dealing with guilt that you refuse to address and you're piling upon more and more guilt on yourself, whether it is being a repeat offender or attempting to not deal with the things that you should have dealt with years and years and years ago. Um, and so, you know, again, I don't have a heaven or hell to put anyone in. And so I'm very careful about my, um, my assessment, if you will, of situations. But again, when you are close to situations and you're personally doing your own assessments and evaluations on your own life, and then I believe that, you know, when you're when you have good counsel and you have good people fairly um who are you know who have matured and grown and see things you kind of figure out yeah I'm I'm on the right track I'm on the right track going somewhere that makes sense 
And so, again, it is about making sense. Sometimes, you know, there is a ramble. Sometimes there, you know, is a vent and stuff like that. But ultimately, I'm realizing that this guilt thing is big. And whether or not, you know, they've been found out or whatever, you know, and there's a solution. You know, there is grace and there's mercy. Yeah, there's consequences. There's, you know, um, restitution. You know, there's things that one can do. And again, so I, and I'm probably repeating myself, but, you know, not to be a person who is continuously, you know, making somebody pay for a crime that they've already um been punished for, if you will, and have already made restitution, and then not being a person who is continuously being an offender. Like, I mean, come on, let's move on with our lives. And that, that's the whole goal. Like, let's move on with our lives. But I realized that, you know, it's all about choices. And, you know, I don't get to choose the next man or woman's choice. But um, I just get to say what I feel and then work on my choices and work on my decisions that would help me be a better person and enhance the life that is around me and then find harmony with those that are around me, those who are um into me, those who are close to me, those who would associate themselves with me. Like that, that's all I can do, you know, and so... I just thank God for another day. I'm glad to um be able to say something that again makes sense to me. <laughs> Hopefully it makes sense to you. And again, I'm always looking for feedback. And we're still working this out. So I wish you um a great weekend. And until we talk again or until I converse again. Have a good one. All right. Be easy.